Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we're the Drama Mamas. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this week, we take on Halt and Catch Fire Season 1, Episode 7. Where Gordon finally dies. Giant is the name. In his dream. In, in our dreams. This is directed by John Amiel. Amiel? Amiel? Amiel. Uh, he <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he has 38 directing credits, and he has worked in se- series such as Outsiders, Aquarius, Marco Polo, Hemlock Grove, uh, The Borgias. Ooh, we should do The Borgias. You'd hate it. It's a period piece. Oh, I hate period pieces. And it's got some really fucked up shit in it, but it's super cool. He of did the Tudors. Fucked up shit in it. <laughs> I like All it. All so of history has fucked up shit in it. Um, so yeah, he's gotten around in Halt and Catch Fire. Like a whore. <laughs> uh, I told you I've been watching Veronica Mars. Yep. Okay, so I watched the episode where Veronica finds out that Madison Sinclair is the person that wrote slut on her car. Mm. And she's just like, why did you write slut on my car at Shelley Pomeroy's party? And she said, because whore had too many letters. And I was like, damn, it's just one more letter. Like, isn't it W-H-O-R-E-S-L-U-T? And it was just a funny line. But when you really think about it, you're like, was it really that much more effort? Anyway. Uh, so this person only did this episode of Halt and Catch Fire. So this was his, uh, well, swan song. (laughs) I don't think that's right. No, that was a sad trumpet. (laughs) I thought you were trying to do swan song. I was like, I'm not super familiar with that ballet, but I feel like that's not it. No, that's definitely how it goes. I've seen it a million times. It goes just like that. I was the prima ballerina in it, so. Uh, I took a bar class this week. Yeah, you did. You were there. We're practically ballerina now. <laughs> no. Because I'm We're a never going to get through because this. Because I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I'm a tough guy. You're super tough. I don't even want to stop at the gas station to get my tea. Okay. <clears throat> so, we start in Gordon's nightmare. Where he's dead. Where he's dead. Finally. Yes. Is It, it made me like... I was watching it and I was like, didn't I already watch this shit? But then, but then, you then saw I the kept face. watching it and, and then I was like, oh shit, that's Gordon. And then I was like, was it Gordon in the last episode too? Was there even really a dead guy or was Gordon just like, oh, my life is fucked? <laughs> um, I think this is really interesting because in a few minutes, um, I don't know if they intentionally have this thing where like in the... F- where they create contrast, but like he has a nightmare about being electrocuted, right? Yeah. And then like in the very next scene, Joe and Cameron are playing with electricity. Oh. Like I the even, very next scene. I didn't even think about that. Well I was just like, oh, okay, you guys are into some stuff. Some weird ass shit. Like But then again at first when he unclamped those, I was like are you trying to put those on a bitch's titty? 
Don't be doing that. There's a line, bro. Like, no. <laughs> so he wakes up the kids screaming. Donna is yes. already up. Like, she's been up. Yes. At 2 a.m. Yes. Getting shit ready for her business trip. Yeah. Imagine me doing quotes. <clears throat> Even it's though it really was business trip. Quotes. Quotes. Joe is also up working. Uh, Debbie asks if he needs anything before she leaves. Do you want me to order you some dinner before I head out? And then Cameron makes fun of her. Just like I just did. And they are like... <laughs> Yes, exactly like you just did. They are ridiculously happy together in this moment. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Stupid as in like stupid cute or stupid because like it's never going to last. It's stupid because like the way that they go about things is so different and I don't see them... Seeing eye to eye for very long. Mm, yeah. Um, and I feel they like... They have different priorities. I think that Joe is too practical. He, I think he aspires to be like Cameron, but he's right. too practical to actually be like Cameron. He sees reality too right. clearly to be like Cameron, whereas right. Cameron is an idealist, and so she ignores right. reality. Yeah. <clears throat> well, someone says in this episode that she's a lot like him at that age. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then he says she's, she's better. better. Yeah. Um, I think we learned a lot about how Joe feels about Cameron in this episode. Yes. Um, and it was nice. It was nice because it was genuine. Yes. He's being authentic. Uh, okay. So Boz is handling money troubles. They're running out of money fast. Yeah. He wants to keep it secret. Yep. And he sees Joe and Cameron and looks concerned. To me, he yeah. had a look of concern. I, no, I thought he looked concerned, too. Uh, they seem really happy. Joe plays with electricity. I think, like, Joe is a person that likes to flirt with danger. Yeah. Like, but not in a sexy way. In a, like, in a look how, at me. how invincible yeah, can I be lies. kind of way. You know what I mean? I don't think he super cares if he actually ends up dying. No. Which is odd. Yeah, that makes it not sexy. Right. Well, I mean, it's still a little sexy, but. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Not as sexy I want to be emotionally involved in. Yeah. (laughs) But like a sexy. Uh, It's a little too crazy for me. Oh, okay. Personally, that's. I don't want you, like, I want you to care so about So do you, you like, die. to be the crazy person in the relationship? Uh, I don't know that I like to be the crazy person. <laughs> but do you prefer... But I am the crazy Do you prefer person. your crazy to be the craziest in the relationship? Yes. Hmm. Uh, if I was the craziest in the relationship, we would be two boring motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know if you've picked up on this or not. I don't have a lot of crazy in me. You do with me? Yeah. Well, I have fun. I don't know that it's crazy. We we didn't get sex trafficked. Uh, You well, I wasn't trying to get sex trafficked. I don't think anyone tries to get sex trafficked. But I mean, if I was trying to get sex, oh sure, you could totally. I'd get sex trafficked or murdered, whatever, or murdered. Man, what a way to go. 
So the phone is <laughs> on. The phone is ringing at 3 a.m. And uh, Joe answers. And he's what the fuck? immediately excited, immediately yes. animated, and immediately yes. shuts Cameron out. Yes. Literally. Yeah. With the door. Yes. Zach he still has shit. his shirt mostly unbuttoned. Yes. I'm like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna be Mother half undressed? Fucker. Right. If you want to put clothes on, put clothes on and then close the door. Right. But if clothes are off, door stays open. I don't care about your conversation. Man, no, Zach takes conversations in private all the time, and it's so irritating. I and have the inverse like, problem. It's not even like <laughs> anything that, like he's going because he doesn't want to be the annoying person in the room who's yes. on the phone. He's being considerate. Yes. Yes. And. I get it, and like, but the crazy I know, I know he's on the phone with his dad ninety seven percent of the time. Yeah, and the other three percent they're just random fucking Luke or whoever. Mm -hmm. But still i'm like why do you feel the need like i don't care i'm just sitting here on my phone it's not like i'm trying to watch tv or something i have the opposite problem where like we'll be watching something and someone will call luke and he'll pause it and then he'll just sit there and talk and i'm like i can't do like it's annoying because i feel like i can't do anything on my phone but like i can't watch videos on my phone because he's on the phone right you know what i mean like right it's a, it yeah, doesn't always annoy me, but sometimes it annoys me. I don't me. watch videos, like, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And most, most all of the time, my phone is on silent anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Donna's leaving, and she's concerned. Yes. I would be, too. Yes. <clears throat> leaving the kids home alone. Now, I stay uh, at home. She should be. So, sometimes I also am a little unsure of how things are going to be without me, just because I'm always here. Like, mm-hmm. the girls, they don't even, like, they will literally pass Luke to come downstairs and ask me a question. Like, right. I am their primary caregiver. Right. But... <laughs> Like, he can handle it, and I know he can. Right. Be- um, I think I texted you, somebody at at dance, this really sweet woman. Oh, yes. She's a grandmother of one of the girls Trinity dances with, and uh, <clears throat> Luke had had the kids while I was out doing something. Right. And uh, she asked Rory, she was like, uh, how was it when your dad babysat you? And Rory goes, he wasn't babysitting me. He's my dad. And she's just like... Oh, okay. Well, was it fun? She and she's just like, I don't know. He's my dad. Like, it was just, it was really funny. It was the same as it always is, <laughs> right? He's because a, my parents. He's my dad. <laughs> exactly. That was. Uh, I was like, oh shit, my five year old's progressive as fuck. Like, right. Like, <laughs> would you say when my mom was watching me? Oh, how was it when your mom was babysitting you? Yeah. No. It, it was just interesting. Like, it didn't bother me when she asked, because, like, I know that she's not right trying to be anti-whatever. Right. But well, that's also, that's... Generational. Yes. Yeah. There's a gap. Uh, okay, so Donna's leaving. She's concerned. Gordon is practicing in the mirror. He is not listening. Well, he no. is listening, because he is able to tell her what she said. But he is yes. not focused on what she's saying no. at all. Yeah, he's hearing her. Yes. He's not listening to And her. he's not paying her any attention. Yeah. 
completely ignoring Donna, yeah. which could potentially drive her into the arms of another man. Potentially. <laughs> the engineers are missing every threshold. It's now the machine is too heavy. Yep. And too slow. Yep. And they still have a heat problem. Yep. So Gordon is shitting the bed. Yep. Um, Joe has someone come in last minute to design the outside. Yes. And uh, Cameron, I guess, stole his car, which I didn't pick up on until he says, you stole my car. And she's like, no, I stole your keys. Yeah. It's not my fault if they start the car. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, "Mm." which is very cute and Mm. playful. Mm. Oh, you don't like it? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. My mom used to do this thing Mm-mm. where um, when my dad would go into the grocery store, she'd move the car. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that to you. Did you? Yeah. What? Where? CVS. Me and Sonia. We just <laughs> didn't move the car far. I don't, don't even remember that. Uh, okay, so, and like she would do this thing That's where when funny. she went to pick him up at the curb, she would let the car roll every time he tried to open the door. So yes, like, oh. I think that was common in he the nineties. He would 90s. get so mad. I it was really funny. And I used to do this thing where like when Luke would go in somewhere, I would lock the doors and turn the radio up really loud and pretend I couldn't hear him when he was knocking. Anyway, it was hilarious. <laughs> I disagree. Um, <laughs> so Cameron stole his car. Simon Church is here. Yeah, he's super temperamental. He he is, and Joe is extremely professional with him. Yes. When he shows up. And Cameron is not. No. Simon seems surprised by their dynamic. Yes. And Joe says, do you think today maybe we could be adults just for a few hours? When, I don't know, six hours before he seemed perfectly content to not be adults, holding on to electricity and fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. <clears throat> and she says, yes, sir, Mr. McMillan, sir. <laughs> I love Cameron. <laughs> like, I love her. She cracks me up. Joe loves the design that yep. Simon made. Gordon. Yeah, no, he has a hissy fit. Because he sucks. He doesn't even I don't, think no, about it. I mean, I don't entirely blame him. He's, I I, I get big picture, like, mm-hmm. he should be thinking, hey, stop, think about this. Mm-hmm. Let's be a doer. We'll just be like, is this feasible? But immediate thought, he's already put so much into this to get what he initially wanted and now they've changed it. They want to change the software, so he's got to change the design again. And then they want to change the fucking design of the machine, so he's got to change the design again. Like, I get it. I get That's a lot of work. And I feel like, towards the end of the episode at least, he's starting to come around. Maybe mm-hmm. it's possible. Because Maybe Donna it's in- possible. Well, gives him an idea. Well, of course, yes. Everything stems from Donna. <laughs> Uh, the thing that annoys me about Everything good Gordon, about Gordon. He wants people to fawn over his work and just yes. be like, oh, this is amazing. Right. But every obstacle that he's given, he's just like, well, that's insurmountable. I can't do that. Like, sure. you can have it both ways. You can either do the bare minimum and no one gives a shit, or you can rise to the challenge and awe people. You can't 
expect people to be in awe when you do the bare minimum. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. No, I don't disagree. <clears throat> I just don't. I don't mind that he's butthurt about it. I understand him being upset because he's already busted his ass. He's taken all this time away from his family. Uh, I don't think he's... that's a problem for him. <laughs> Regardless. Right. That's the facts. and Joe wants to call it the contrail. Yeah, which is stupid. It is. And Gordon laughs and said that they should call it the Cardiff Giant. Yeah. Which is also stupid, but less. Yep. <laughs> they're both pretty stupid. Simon asks what's with Cameron, and Joe asks if that's what Simon is walking out over, because Simon gets super temperamental when yep. Gordon is being Gordon. Yep. Like, we get it, Simon. Like, yep. we also hate him. <clears throat> and uh, Joe says to Gordon, I think you act like you can't see it, because the truth is you can't do it. Yes. Damn. Yes. Damn. He says some of the most cutting things. Yeah. He uh, he gets to the heart of things. He's a very sharp tongue. Yeah. In that respect, and not in many others, he reminds me of Luke. <clears throat> it's like Luke literally talks to people until he thinks it's interesting to find someone's soft spot and to poke it. <laughs> He doesn't do this with everyone, and he doesn't do it all the time, but when he is in that mode, it is difficult to be around. Yeah, I don't think that he's ever attempted to find and poke at my soft spot. I think we all know what your soft spot is. Yeah, and it's very soft, and I feel like if anyone... That would be crossing a line. Yeah, I would physically assault someone, potentially... Depending on how far they prodded. Mm. Uh, Donna and Hunt are on a business trip. Yeah, she's super stoked. She is. She's really happy to be out of the house. So excited. And Hunt says it's a bad news trip. That all they're doing is delivering bad news. And Mm -hmm. they are trying to stop, like, basically... A gushing wound with band-aids. Yes, I think that's the analogy that he uses. Yeah, well, something like that. Uh, Gordon throws out the lasagna. Yeah. What a fucking dick. Like, if you well, don't want to cook it, why are you going to throw it? Like, you don't have to throw it in the trash. Right, I think, I think what they're trying to get there is that he doesn't feel like he has any control over anything in his life. And so he's like, this is one fucking thing I can control. I'm going to make dinner. Half of the problem is that he doesn't take control of anything in his life. Well, yeah. That's why I have no sympathy for his character. Like, he whines, but he doesn't do anything until he is absolutely pushed to do it. He sucks. I don't know. I will try not to shout on him, but I think it's ridiculous. I don't like people that complain when they can do something to fix the problem. No, I agree. But I think that sometimes, like... You know, typically you're not going to see somebody's home life and their work life and their personal side, you know, like all sides. Right, right, right. And so Gordon is a very whiny person, but to these individuals, like, they're not getting all of that. Nobody's getting all of that except for us. This is something that I don't think... 
I don't know if I was aware of it being a problem until someone articulated it to me. But uh, I had a manager when I worked in a call center who said that only bring a problem if you are also bringing a potential solution. That doesn't have to be the solution we go with. But mm-hmm. don't just come and complain. Well, Get, sure. Come with an idea of how to fix it. Sure. And when he put it in those words, I started noticing how often people do that. They just complain, but they have no course of action they want to take to fix it. It's just a problem, and they're letting it out into the ether. And that really bothers me now. And, like, for example, Luke was complaining about the kids eat in the dining room. We don't. And there's often a mess in the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And he's just complained about it, like, three days in a row. Complain, 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 complain. Mm-hmm. He's a parent, too. Get a Roomba. You could do a thousand things. and But I'm just like, it bothers him. It doesn't bother me. I have a thousand other things that I have to get onto the kids about. And this is just not going to make the list for me. Like, if he wants something to happen, he's going to have to do something. And he right. just kept complaining to me, expecting me to fix it. And I just kept listening. Yep. But not doing anything. Yeah. And now the kids sweep the floor after every meal. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, I, I still feel get a Roomba. <laughs> oh, I would totally get a Roomba, but do all of it. we have a list of shit we have to buy, and it's probably going to be at the bottom of the list. <laughs> I but, dig. But, yeah, like, don't just come to me with problems. No. I don't I appreciate that anymore. I get that to a point, but then I also know to be truthful as myself, mm-hmm. I am somebody who complains about something mm-hmm. because I get really frustrated mm-hmm. and I have to vent about it and get it out and off my chest before I can be like, okay. Venting is different. What Luke was doing was not venting. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, I hope that it doesn't come off as I'm just complaining because a lot of the time I'll go to my boss and I'm like, ah, this mm-hmm. program. Ah. Right. But it's really, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> right. Work. Um, uh, but I am, I could be seen as a complaining person. I, I mean, it's hard to be self-aware. I may complain a lot. I try not to. And when I do, like, when I have a problem with a, you know, so the way something is done, I try to bring a solution to the table in lieu of my complaint. Like, wouldn't it be better if we did it this way? Or wouldn't it be better if it was sure. different? Sure. Uh, so anyway, Joe tells Boz to get the designer back, the previous designer, because Simon's not working out. Yeah. This guy. Okay, so Donna yeah. speaks up in the meeting. Yes. At TI. Recommends getting out of the PC market. She is the only vagina in the room. Yep. And all these men are dancing around the fact that this is a failure. Yep. Of epic proportions. And yep. finally, she's like, shoot the horse. Right. <laughs> like, that's not what she says, but that's what she says. Right. Like, just put it down. It's done. It's, right. And they agree. Yes. To scrap it. <clears throat> yes. And she feels stupid afterwards. They have a moment. He touches her arms. Yeah. He wants her to take the credit. <clears throat> yeah. He's going to take her to dinner on the company dime. They have. They are vibing. Yes, the, it is undeniable. It, there is there is stuff there. Okay, so Gordon hangs up on Debbie. <laughs> Debbie calls and she's like, "Hold for yes. Joe," and he just hangs up. Yeah. Um. 
He's drinking. Yeah, the girls, uh, he and the girls cook some kind of soup. Yeah. I don't know. Stoop. He, like, some he stew. honestly seems unhinged a little bit. Like, he seems verging on some kind of breakdown. Yeah. He's manic. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. He's telling stories about their his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And he's assuring himself and the girls that they're tough. And he notices the sink is leaking and decides to do something about it. Yep. Joe comes home to his apartment and Cameron's there. Yes. And uh, Joe blames Gordon for Simon leaving. Yeah. Cameron doesn't buy it because, again, she sees straight through his bullshit. And I love that about her. Yep. And she asks point blank if he slept with Simon. Yep. And instead of answering, he just asks, is that something that would be a problem for you? And she's like, I don't care if you slept with him. So he tells her about their relationship. He says, that guy just messes me up. Yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, they met at a conference in Europe. They had a fling and then Simon left. And yeah, he says that guy just messes him up. Yep. Cameron looks at the design. She likes what she sees. Yeah. Joe has to go to Stroker's. Whoa. Local titty bar. Yeah, and the sleazeball guys. Sleazy. Yeah, to the max. He keeps up. He says he's upping his quote because he's offended that they almost went with someone else. And he is just like the biggest dick with probably the smallest dick. Cameron gussies up and goes to an exhibit that Simon had invited Joe to. Yes. At first, I thought it was Simon's exhibit. I did too. But he, the way he talks, it's not his. No. She asks him to build the case. Yes. And Simon tells her that he told Joe that he loved him. Yep. And he could see that things were going to go sideways and he yeah. left. And he thinks Joe just got bored with him. Yeah. And assures her that he will get bored of her as well. Which is pretty catty. Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, don't take relationship advice from the guy, the person you're with, their ex. Because their ex does not have your best interest at heart. Ninety-eight percent of the time, either obviously, like. Like, But I guess if that person is like abusive, and you're a recent ex, Mm -hmm. I might be like, "Hey, girl, just a heads up." Mm -hmm. He gets a bit handsy when he's angry, right? But other than that, like... Even that, though, like, it's hard to believe someone. Right, but you should yeah, take that into consideration. And especially because it develops over time, you know? He's not just going to punch you in the face right. the first time. It builds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you should take that pinch of salt. Right. Hold it. And then if you gather evidence you might be like maybe we shouldn't live together (laughs) maybe i should lose your number Uh, i changed my name gordon tells the kids that donna lets them win games yeah but that's not a good life lesson yeah that's fair though that's true i mean we don't let the kids win no um in fact recently we were playing 20 questions and Rory's like give me a hint I was like, no, that's cheating. The game is 20 questions. You have 20 questions. She's like, well, granted, guess it's a hint. I was like, then granted cheats. That's cheating. Right. <laughs> like, that's I don't give a shit who does cheating. it. It's cheating. 
okay, so Donna calls Gordon. Yes. Gordon just bitches to her, and she points out that the design could actually work for him. Yes. And he hurts himself and hangs up. Yes. Mm. He doesn't even hang up. Yeah, he just throws he the just phone down. He just throws the phone down. Kenny is continuing to be a dick, Kenny being the old designer. Yes. And he makes the comment that the whole time they've been in there, Joe hasn't really looked at any of the strippers. And he's and he not smiled him. at one. He's not smiled once. Right. And he asks if he's queer. Yes. And Boz fucking lays him out. Yes. He punches him in the face. I was making a note when it happened and had to rewind it because I thought Joe did. Nope. But no. It was Boz. It was Boz. And I was like, yes. And then Boz was like, can you make it work with the other designer? And Joe was like, I think I probably can. I guess we might have to. Uh, Gordon tells the girls the story about the giant. Yes. So a farmer makes a giant. And it was really special. Yep. And then a salesman comes along and offers to partner with the farmer. Yep. But here's my problem with the story. If it was special and people were already coming to see it, why the fuck did the farmer need the salesman to begin with? Right. Why partner with someone? But okay. The giant Mm. was broken Mm. and it didn't actually work. Sure. But it was still a wonder and people were still coming to see it. Yes. So the salesman partners with them. And they make it work. It becomes huge. And then they have a falling out. <clears throat> and the salesman makes off with the idea. Builds his own giant. Right. Makes it a success. And the farmer was forgotten. Yeah. The giant being the computer. Yes. Joe is the salesman. Clearly. Gordon is the farmer. I feel I like we're supposed to feel bad for the farmer. Yes. Um... I don't know. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention to Gordon's story, to be honest. Really? It seemed important Um, to him. Yeah, but just because I don't think he's the absolute worst in this episode, like he shows some human qualities, does not mean that I care for him. (laughs) Right, okay. And so he was, I I just did not care. I was like, whatever, Gordon, shut up and eat your soup. (laughs) Uh, Donna and Hunt talk. <clears throat> yes. Donna talks about how Gordon has risen above. Yes. And how he's a great man, which mm-hmm. is a stretch. Um, <clears throat> let's see. She's afraid things are going to go sideways again. And they have a moment. He touches her hand. Yeah. He encourages her to play the piano because they were bitching about how the piano player only knows one song. Yes. And she goes up there and she fucking kills it. Yep. And gives Susan Fairchild as her fake name, which is the name that they used for her when she saved their asses. Yes. Boz tells Cardiff that they're out of money and tells him that he's thinking of putting up his house to make it work and he wants him to uh, match his investment. Cardiff tells him he's crazy. Yeah. You don't invest your own money, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because nobody's giving me money. To invest on my own behalf. Uh, he declines. But Boss has drunk the Kool-Aid. Yes. 100%. All in. Uh, Joe and Simon talk. And Joe is surprised to see that Cameron's there. And yes. I think it means something to him that she showed up. Yes. Um, Without him saying anything. Yeah. She's drunk. She's super drunk. And she falls and she's laughing and he picks her up and she says, that guy messes me up. Yep. So he definitely got in her head. Yes. 
Uh, Donna is also drunk when we go back to her. Is she? She's really giggly when they get in the elevator and she stumbles a little bit. So I thought oh, she was drunk. Okay. I didn't actually see her drink anything. And I thought maybe she just wasn't used to being flattered. Uh, well, that's fair. Uh, he recognizes and heels Susan. suck. <laughs> yes, they do. He recognizes the name Susan Fairchild from the article. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, no, that's my mom's maiden name. He's, He's like, like, no, well, I read it somewhere. I think I've seen it. And they have an elevator moment. Yes. And if you guys have watched Grey's Anatomy, you know that those are the best moments. Moments in the elevator. Mm. Or um, read any romance novel um, involving um, an office. Uh, I don't, I've not done either of those because I work in an office and so that's not fun for me. I recently read The Hating Game. I think I told you about it. Uh, it's about these two executive assistants that are rivals. Yes, yes. And uh, yes. it's really good. And they have an elevator moment as well. Uh, okay, so they have an elevator moment. I'm going to say that 12, 15 more times. Okay. And he tells her that she needs to be bolder. Be bold. Yep. Which is good advice for Donna, I think. She could use a little bit more bold in her life. Be best. Mm. Be single. <laughs> Gordon's girls <laughs> are digging up the backyard for the giant. Yeah. <clears throat> what the fuck? Gordon put them to bed. Yeah. Why are they in the backyard? They're kind of dumb. Like, they believed in those whole storm zappers. What They're the fuck? They're digging up the backyard. They're dumb. Right. Like, how old are these kids? I don't know. I think we're supposed to just buy that kids are weird. I, think, I don't like, think any of the writers kids have kids. are weird, but, I mean, your kids are smarter than that. Yeah. My kid is smarter than that. Well, like, Rory would want to know where the farmer lived. Right? Like, she wouldn't be she, like, oh, like, it must be in my backyard. No, I want motherfucking details. <laughs> where are them receipts at? Uh, Hunt is at Donna's door. Yes. Mm. This is the most mortifying scene we've seen in this show. So he's at her door. Yes. And <clears throat> she thinks that he's there for her. Yes. And she kisses him oh, for no. a while. Let's just be honest. He doesn't push her away. No, not immediately. And then when she steps back, he's like, oh, I was just bringing you this fax, girl. Yeah. Well, he says, whoa, he broke it off. Mm. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, you know, and he's like, it's OK. These things happen. We just don't normally act on them. Which is kind of a dick thing to say. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> You were sending all kinds of messages. Yes, we have video evidence. Like, yes. Be honest. Be honest. Uh, yeah, he was totally vibing and acting like he wasn't is some bullshit. Yes. No. She rents a so car lost. to go home. <laughs> yes. That's how mortified she is. Yes. Uh, Boz signs his divorce papers, which we had seen earlier in the episode, but I didn't realize what they were. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say that I was, how I said earlier that I thought that he and his wife had broken up. Yeah, good call. I was now <laughs> even more sure, but it wasn't because I'd realized those were divorce papers. <laughs> Joe, Cameron, and Simon split a cab to the hotel. <laughs> My phone autocorrected to ca can. Yeah. And I was like, they split a can? What? What? So they split that? a cab to the hotel, Motel Holiday Inn. Motel, hotel, holiday inn. Simon and Joe talk. 
Simon says that he's sick. He's sick. Are we thinking AIDS? Because he looks fine. Uh, didn't didn't he didn't he say? Did he did he did he say? I know he said. Didn't you want? Don't you want to know? Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I mean, I I assumed that it was some kind of cancer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, they were they had gay sex together, and it's the eighties, so my mind immediately went to. Well, AIDS. it could be sure. Yeah, um, I just don't. You know, it's it's twenty eighteen, right? So I don't think about AIDS a whole lot. Uh, ever since that uh, episode of uh, Grey's Anatomy where they called it GRID, which apparently that was what they called AIDS before they called it AIDS, it was gay related immune disease GRID. Oh, so, like. In my mind, every time I see like an old 80s to 70s and they're had, they, they got the AIDS, they I think the AIDS. grid. Uh, grid. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Okay, yeah. so Cameron sees them touch and walk into the shadows and yes. she is upset. Simon mm-hmm. accuses Joe of thinking of the case. Yes. Which I think hurt Joe because I don't think that's where his mind went. No, would I it think have gone there legitimately. Yes. Oh yeah, he would have gotten there, but he wasn't there yet. No, he was still and like, it, "Oh, you're sick." He seemed genuinely hurt that yes. he would think that of him. Yes. Um, Joe says that he wanted to love him back, and they kiss. Cameron is very upset. She tells the cab to go. And yeah. Joe chases it down and gets yeah. in the car with her. And she's crying. And she says, are you going to get bored of me? And he says, I don't know. Yep. Which is. Fair. Fair. Harsh. But fair. But I always prefer honesty. Yeah. Kinda. I've recently told someone, I was like, look, if I like, instead of bitching about me to someone else, if like I do something that annoys you or I said something that offended you, tell me. That way I can decide whether or not I like you enough to alter my behavior. Because <laughs> I will if I like you enough. <laughs> You've said that to at least two people in the last week that yeah. I can think of. Well, I think I said it to you about someone. Well, no. no I wasn't counting me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Because I would. Like, I would prefer to know. Yes. Than for people to be bitching about me to other people. Yes. That being said, I don't tell people unless they ask. But when you ask my opinion for something, I will give it to you. Yes. But until you ask, I try to hold it in. It's hard sometimes. I got lots of opinions about lots of things. Yeah. Sometimes you can't hold them in. That's true. That's true. Especially like... About Gordon? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, you're not like... eh, No. I meant like when I do bad things... I'm not like, give me advice. You're like, hey, don't I, send an email right now. Well, that's important. That's really, that's time sensitive. I can't wait for you to ask. Don't do it. Just like, you need to cool down before You're you like, write anything. You're like, don't you dare hit the send button. Don't even hit the new email button. Bitch, you open up notepad. You write what you think you want to say and you wait an hour and then you read it. And check I don't even, yourself I don't even, you yourself. I don't even write what I think I want to say. I just fucking think it really hard. I'm like, Aah! and then I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like 99% sure I've told this on the podcast, but like when I first got promoted to team lead, hmm. there was a supervisor that had been bumped down to rep. Yes. Okay. And so she had 
gone on a break for like 35 minutes and put herself in do not disturb so she wouldn't get any calls. Right. Breaks are 15 minutes. Right. And I know she used to be a supervisor, but I was in charge of the floor, which means that that stat, like, that was going to show up. Right. And they're going to be like, why the hell didn't you lock her out? So I did lock her out. And then that spurred this insane thread of emails from me to her. Well, actually, she messaged me. And then it just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it was so crazy. I recently came across that because I emailed it to myself (laughs) because I wanted to share it with people because it's fucking hilarious. Just for clarity. Here's the receipts. Exactly. And I recently came across that email thread and read all of it. And that shit's hilarious. Especially now that I'm like 10 years older. Yeah. And like I have some perspective. I was just like... What the fuck were you thinking? Like, (laughs) I mean, technically, I wasn't in the wrong at any point. Like, I really was able to keep my cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, could you not have settled down for a second? Like, Like, breathe, bitch. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Donnie gets home. Oh, yeah. The house is a wreck. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, I thought Gordon died. I was like, oh, he bled to death. It didn't look that bad, but it's just like Gordon to leave something. Yeah. And the kids are passed out. Like, this is the 80s. On the floor. This is after the fucking um, East Area Rapist shit. I mean, they're in Texas, but still. Still. Like, there are serial killers all over the place. Right. Like, this is the 70s. This is a serial killer prime. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like now where you can't get a chance because technology's already up on your ass. Well, it depends. But yeah, so like she's a little bit freaked out. She wakes the kids up and they're just like, Dad's digging. And he's right, fucking that's digging not weird. a huge hole in their yard. Yes. Like, this is where I'm like, mm, is he having an episode? Do we need to call like people in the white jackets? Yes. Uh, he says he's looking for the giant and that's where we end. Yeah. So that was episode seven. There's yeah. only three more episodes left. Well. The next episode is titled The Two Fourteens. Huh. Yeah. We only got three more episodes. It's pretty awesome. All right. So let's see. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook, The Drama Mamas Podcast. Yes. We are on Twitter at Drama Mamas Pod. Yes. You can email us. Drama Mamas Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Norwegia. Yeah. And I'm at Cookie Slayer with one in the cookie and a three in the slayer. All right. And unless there was anything else, as always, remember to save the drama for these mamas. Next week on the Drama Mamas. I have been with this woman while she's gotten a message, like $3 at a convenience store, and she's texting Zach whether or not he got an energy drink. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Look, 